Welcome Home, a podcast for veterans, about veterans, by veterans, is a project of Willing Warriors and the Warrior Retreat at Bull Run. Good morning. I'm Larry Zoliox, Director of Culinary Services here at the Warrior Retreat at Bull Run. And today we have a guest, Dan Radke. He is with Compassion Airlift. And we're really uh, happy to have them. It's a great organization. They operate locally here out of the Manassas Airport, but they are part of a larger organization. And they provide some really awesome services for uh, veterans and families. So, uh, Dan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the organization, just a brief kind of overview, and then we'll get into the history and, and the services. But uh, I think our listeners are really going to be um, interested in, in what you all do, because I didn't know anything existed like it, but uh, it's really, really something. Compassion Airlift is a, um, it's an LLC nonprofit organization that has the opportunity to fly an airplane owned by Bonanza Angels, another LLC. And the members of the Bonanza Angels is a, are some local people who have philanthropic um, ideals and they pay for the basic costs of the airplane. And then they uh, have a working agreement with Compassion Airlift, and Compassion Airlift then recruits pilots to fly the airplane. The way it's set up is then that the when the pilots fly it, they uh, actually pay for the fuel uh, during the trip, and that's part of a, a a quirk in the Federal Aviation Regulations that if we didn't pay for the fuel we couldn't log the flying time okay and so who who are you flying what's the mission we will fly well first of all the airplane let's talk a little bit about that and it is unique it's probably the only single engine airplane equipped with a stretch stretcher uh in the east coast mm-hmm. and through the what do you call it, the evolution of the the organization, they actually took three of the seats out of the back of the airplane because the airplane is a 1976 Beechcraft Bonanza. It's a 520 horse airplane and it can carry six passengers, and it has a total takeoff gross weight of 3,600 pounds, and it has about a 1,200 pound useful load, and it'll cruise at 150. Knots, so we carry 74 uh, gallons of usable fuel. We've got a five-hour range on the airplane. And typically, um, our missions, not typically, but the, the maximum we would fly is um, about 450 nautical miles. We can fly four and a half hours and have a reserve left. Now, that'll take us about depending on the wind, 600, 700 nautical miles. So we've got a real long range with it. And it's designed so that the airplane is removable, excuse me, the stretcher is removable from the airplane. So if we're carrying a a passenger on, the ambulance would come up, they'd pull out the uh, stretcher from the ambulance, they'd offload the 
patient onto our stretcher on the ground, pick it up, slide it into the back of the airplane, rotate it, lock it in, and the patient would be strapped in with seat belts on the stretcher to fly horizontal. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes this airplane unique. We have the ability to fly patients who are bedridden. Now, we have no uh, medical care for them on board. They have to be approved by their doctors to fly at between um, eight and 9,000 feet because you have the altitude uh, and oxygen uh, requirements. They can carry their own oxygen, but we don't have anybody administering mm-hmm. medical care. Mm-hmm. So that's it's a, the parameters of it. And a typical one we did uh, last fall is um, we flew the airplane down to Atlanta, Georgia, and stayed overnight. And in the morning, the ambulance came out and brought the patient out. And the patient was a 35-year-old lady who had fallen in her house, broken her neck, and was uh, paralyzed from uh, the neck down. Mm. So she was totally bedridden. So we were able to put her in our airplane, and we were we flew her up to Boston, mm-hmm. which is a, you know, it was too far for us. It was just outside of our range. So we, we stopped here in Winchester for fuel and a quick break for her, and then we flew on up to just south of Boston and uh, delivered there to a pay, to a, another uh, care facility ambulance, and they took her on and took mm-hmm. her in. So I think that describes the epitome of, of what we can do, and this is all free for the patient, mm-hmm. which is, you know, really, really unique. And the pilot's like I said, pay for the fuel, and we donate our time and, and that. So it's it's really really kind of a rewarding thing to do. That is kind of typical of it. Now, we do have the capability of taking that stretcher mechanism out, and we can reinstall standard seats and turn it into a six-passenger aircraft. So if we have somebody who is uh, wants to fly, or if it's parents and two children, the small children, they can fit in there. So we can fly six people. Now, keep in mind that uh, two of those people are the pilot and the co-pilot. We are not required under part the FAR regulation Part 91 to have a co-pilot. Our organization says that we fly these. We're going to have a pilot command and co-pilot. Sure. So that's that's kind of an Overview. So the aircraft itself is a Bonanza. The Beechcraft Bonanza. Okay, so that's where the organization that owned the plane got the name. Yeah. Okay, I thought it had something to do with the TV show. (laughs) So, okay, I'm straight there. Where I really uh, thought, found this interesting is that um, there are veterans out there Mm -hmm. that need treatment, either Mm -hmm. here at Walter Reed or uh, at other facilities around the country. So I can think of McGuire VA Hospital in uh, Richmond or uh, out in Martinsburg. And depending on the situation, they could reach out to you for transportation for them and, say, a spouse to the facility here locally. Correct. Um, How would they arrange that? Uh, What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? 
Well, the the way we have it structured in that is we work through a, an organization, Angel Flight. And Angel Flight is a nationwide organization of nonprofit organizations like Compassion Airlift. There's the PALS organization and there's a Lifeline pilots, and but a lot of them are just angel flights, and they operate in a district. Like we have a angel flight east and north Philadelphia, angel flight mid Atlantic in Norfolk, uh, angel flight southeast in Atlanta. So the, the, these angel flight organizations then screen the patients, and then they advise us when they have one. Now, if we we would be more than happy to fly the military people around. To be quite honest, the easiest way for them to get in touch is you've got our contact information, give us a call. And then what we do is we direct them to contact somebody to set up the flight. Because mm-hmm. we pers- we individually and at Compassion Airlift do not do any screening of patients' need qualifications and things like that. Mm-hmm. But if you contact us, we can contact Angel Flight, make the connection and say, take in charge of this, do what you need to do, but we want to fly them. So we'll have that contact information sure. in the notes of the podcast for sure. But it sounds like Angel Flight Network is sort of the clearinghouse. So yes. in theory, uh, say a spouse would call and say, my husband needs treatment at Walter Reed. We live um, in San Antonio. Angel Flight is going to look and say, okay, well, we're, we're going to arrange for a flight out of San Antonio to someplace, and then halfway another organization will take you the rest of the way, something like that. So they act as a clearinghouse. Right. Or... What I like better is for them to reach out to you so you can put them in touch with the right people. Right. Um, because we, we did that, another organization up in New York. And when they had a patient who wanted to go to New York to Georgia or something like that and knew of us from our association, contacted us, and then we contacted the right angel flight to, to set it up. So, yes, contact us. We'll put you in touch with the right people. And if, you know, if you don't have our information, just go to Angel Flight, look them up, and tell me you want the com- a Compassion Airlift out of Manassas. Okay. That's the keyword. And you guys um, are located at Manassas Airport. Right. And it's just the one plane. Correct. Okay. Uh, how many pilots do you, do you, are, are part of the organization here locally? Well, we just had a, a couple of them get transferred and that. So we we only have about six of us that are flying right now. But this is the pitch because of where this cod, uh, podcast may reach is that if there are pilots out there in the greater Washington area, we are looking for additional pilots. Okay. And what we typically like to have is somebody who's got the flight experience in the uh, in a light aircraft, general aviation field. A lot of the military people have been flying heavy equipment, either fighters or transports or, you know, airline pilots or that. There's a, there's a difference in uh, skill sets, and, but it, and if you don't have the one for a small airplane, it just takes a little while to transition. So, but, so that's interesting to me because I guess I'm like most people who say, well, if you can fly a big jet, you should be able to fly a, a small prop plane, but 
you, I guess I'm hearing you say that that's not necessarily the case. That it does say, take some adjustment. Well, you, if you're flying the big airplanes or the fighters, the only the, with the big difference is you sit higher and you go faster. <laughs> okay. But the as far as the aerodynamics of flying, if you fly one, you can you can transition in it. But there is um, it takes a little adjustment. To, it's like going from a race car to a yes to a right a, a Mazda. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I did that. Yeah, so, but we we are looking for people, and we have monthly meetings, and uh, we're more than welcome to have people attend with them and come down and take a look at us, and then we we send you or put you through a training for this particular airplane and how it works, and you know, all the new um, instruments and computers and touchscreens and all you know all that stuff that's changing now. It's we have our own setup that's really, really pretty sophisticated, and we'll take you through and teach you how to fly it and that. But we're looking for somebody who's who's dedicated to spend their time giving back to somebody, helping somebody to get transported for for a good reason. And the closer you live to Manassas, the easier it is for you to get to the airplane. Sure. Is there a busy time of the year for you all? Is it... Uh, do you fly more at certain times? I I would say we fly more when it's warmer and less storms. Yes. Um, and we try. We are totally IFR uh, certificated pilots. We have the equipment in the airplane to fly on instrument flight rules. In fact, most all of our trips are flown on instrument flight rules. Hmm. And I guess that's unique to our organization. There's a lot of pilots, general aviation pilots, who f- fly with angel flight trips, and they're not required to fly on instrument flight plans. But it's just part of our policy. So we- there are, for our listeners, though, what that means is that if they're not rated for instrument flying then they can only fly in good weather? Yeah. Okay. So the good weather pilots and weather pilots. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. And so a lot of a lot of it uh, comes around too on our trips that we we fly is we can't always predict the weather to be good where all the whole length of the trip. Sure. We have our own requirements as to, you know, what are limits of what we, we can do and things like that. So obviously if if you get a big front coming through you're not gonna fly Right. Um, if it's if it's too cold, you got to be careful. Um, Icing. Yeah, yeah, we don't. We're not. We don't fly in ice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just we don't have the systems on the airplane to fly. Yeah. So we don't do that. So most of our flying is done in the warmer weather, and it's just like you know we're experiencing now with a snowstorm that came through, and when it's below freezing and that, then you gotta you're working at snow and you're looking at ice and shelling and all that, and that's not yeah. a risk factor that we want to take. So it's mainly uh, March through October, most likely. Yeah, but you know we got a lot of fine weather in the winter. Yeah, that's true. You never know. Right. Yeah. Uh, so 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 we don't do that, but we would fly a lot more if we had more pilots. So that's yeah unique. So well, hopefully there's some pilots here locally that are attending yeah. because. Uh, it's a it's a wonderful cause. I mean, I, I'm sure you come in contact with some some really nice people that are just having, you know, real problems in their life that need help you, with. You know, it's a it's amazing the things that people are 
experiencing and you know we get a little diagnosis or a little description of what 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 it is and a lot of times i have to take and look it up in the <laughs> yeah. google and find out what they're really experiencing but you know we've got irreversible kidney cancer and things like that we're we're, we're transporting people to the kettering cancer institute in new york city so we fly into teterboro oh yeah and uh, for your audience who don't know Teterboro, it's it's one of the busier general aviation port uh, airports going in and out of yeah. um, New York City. Yeah, it's in New Jersey, right? And it's it's probably just as busy with small aircraft as Newark is with big aircraft. Yeah. Where else do you take them mostly uh, up there? Well, you know, we we transport people all over the U.S. And because of our stretcher affiliation, we now are starting to get uh, outreaches from other people who need to, or somebody's in an automobile accident and he can't sit up in an airplane Mm. and things like that. But we we have taken and had requests to take somebody from, from Georgia to Texas, you know, and you, you mentioned earlier about doing kind of a, a tag team effort on it. And we do that where we'll set up a, a mission and I'll pick up a patient from Teterboro and take them to Hagerstown, Maryland, and somebody will pick them up from there and take them down to uh, Berkeley, West Virginia. Mm. And there's a lot of these two legs where they're meeting pilots with different organizations. Yeah, And that's that's one of the things that Angel Flight does. So then the people get together and they work out that that chain. All the different legs of the yeah. the the route. Wow. But we we primarily work on the east of the Mississippi. Right. Right. And like I said, you know, a a seven hundred mile flight gets us a pretty long ways. Yeah. Right. From here, that's past Atlanta. <laughs> it's one of those things that we are looking carefully at as to what we can serve in that. And we have, like I said, an ability to take people who don't need the stretcher, and we've done that. So if they've got a caregiver, we say, okay, we've got a stretcher here. we got a person here. Is somebody willing to lie down on a stretcher for the flight? But they can sit up during the flight. They just have to buckle in, you know, take off and landing. I tell you, both flights, I wouldn't mind lying down <laughs> And uh, people pay a lot of money to lie down on a flight. Yeah. <laughs> so, or they fall asleep in the in the seat anyway. Yeah. So. But that that's really unique, and it's it's just really really interesting to see who we uh, transport and for what reason we're transporting them, and then if we're bringing them back home and the uh, this seven and eight year old kids run out of the terminals. To greet mom and dad coming back from a treatment, you know, yes, it's it's really heartwarming to be able to Great. do that for them. Wow, especially since it's all free for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just wonderful. Um, well, hopefully, we've got some pilots out there who will uh, reach out to you and say, "Hey, I live locally, and uh, I would like to help and learn more about the organization." Uh, if anybody's interested in reaching out to Compassion Airlift, the contact information is in the show notes. Take a look at that. Dan, I really appreciate you taking the time to come out and tell us about Compassion Airlift and 
what a unique and, and really important organization it is. Is there a way for people to donate to support your organization on a web page? Sure. Um, and it's CompassionAirlift.org. Right. And you go there and it's got the information on how to donate and that. It's expensive to operate the airplane and, you know, yeah. we got the hangar cost the insurance and the annual inspections and things like that. So, yes, we're always open for that. Idea is and can give somebody a kind of an appreciation of what it is that our cost is usually about on, kind of on an average is uh, $250 a flight hour. Mm, okay. You know, so sure. it, so if we're taking somebody on a three-hour trip, we're talking uh, $750. Yeah, please. And that's, that's just to get the wheels rolling. Right. Okay, that's the expense. We, we don't charge for a flight. Right. But if anybody said you want to make a donation, we're always willing to accept that. And... Yeah. We have to be very, 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 very cautious that we make sure that we are not charging them because that puts us into a whole different uh, yeah. regulation. You're almost like a commercial carrier. We are, we are not. Yeah. And, and, but donations will be accepted, but I'm not going to ask anybody to donate money. Right. So do, do you get breaks on costs? associated with the aircraft and and like i know that if you take a private plane and you land at some place it costs money to land at an airport do airports usually give these type of flights a, a discount yeah. a break yeah they don't charge them it depends on the airport who the operation is there there's what they call fixed base operators at each airport and those are the people who are there to service transient airplanes and provide them uh, servicing and fuel and things like that. Right. So if there is a landing fee there, s some of the um, organizations will typically waive those. Yeah. Good. And we usually get uh, a break on the fuel costs. Right. And you know, fuel costs have been all over the place, but right right now, aviation fuel for our airplanes is running anywhere from. Uh, six dollars to eight or nine or ten dollars, depending on the airport. So my I buy fuel at Manassas, and it's a lot cheaper than if I buy it at Dulles. Oh yeah. So and so, what does it cost to fill the plane up? Well, you know, it's uh, seventy-four gallons. Our rate, what I what I pay for my hourly fuel rate is uh, hundred dollars an hour, mm. and that's you know, 15 gallons. Mm -hmm. So it's $6, it's $90 mm -hmm. uh, for fuel. Right. So it, it, you know, if you fill it up with 70, 74 gallons of fuel, you know, and to yeah. keep it simple, it, that's $980 for a tank of fuel. Wow. Yeah. So it does, so people shouldn't be complaining what it costs to fill their car up. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. Well, that's good to know that, 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 you know, people are aware of what you're doing out there, and they're they're trying to help as much as they can. Um, you know that that's great. And I'd just like to also just to clarify is that you know we service all kinds of people. Sure. And in that, I mean, it's they don't have to be totally medically uh, destitute. You mentioned earlier about some military people. We very interested, very willing 
to provide transportation, people are going, and especially like your organization here. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're bringing people in need need a ride in, we'd be happy to give them a ride. Yeah, but yeah. our thing is that we're limited on who we, how many we can bring in one trip. Sure. For our listeners, really, if you can, reach out, go to visit the web page, and donate if you can to help support them. They are an amazing organization. Uh, again, Dan, thank you for coming out and telling us all about it. Well, it's a pleasure. I always enjoy coming out and seeing you folks. <laughs> so uh, we will have another episode uh, drop next Monday morning at 5 a.m. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can reach us at podcast at willingwarriors.org. Until then, take care. The Welcome Home Podcast is brought to you by Willing Warriors, a nonprofit organization serving active duty service members and veterans since 2012. To learn more, please visit our webpage at willingwarriors.org.